normal. Normal. Normal people. Normal people. Movie. that hi <laughs> um this is nmmp and i'm some total ass jordan i run this shit you sure yeah, are yep. i'm with uh-huh. andrew wallace wells <laughs> it writes itself it, writes it itself. fucking does yeah, it telegraphed itself. that to me about like two hours ago it, within 30 seconds of the movie starting yeah. i was like clapping excitedly and saying that that was going to be your title it's the same um name. an american Alex, because you're American. Uh, yep. Uh, I hear I'm pretty hardcore. Yeah. You, know. you can be. You, 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 uh, you're handy with a hammer. Yeah, you got that right. Um, we are going from two pretty significant extremes in our double feature tonight. Because um, <laughs> we're doing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and uh, we're going we're... from produced in Toronto <laughs> to shot in Toronto. <laughs> Is that? I barely know what that joke even like. What, what, what the basis of that is? Neither do I. Yeah. Really. Okay. Anyways, yeah. this is a good argument not yeah. to do double features. Let's move on from that ugliness, uh, because we're never going to see something with this much love put into it. Um, are we the, talking to like comic book movies or I'm in general? About, no, yeah. our interaction. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is lovingly created. Um, yep. he, Edgar Wright and company studied the graphic novels extensively to take shots and entire lines of dialogue. Um, but rather than it feeling like a Snyder of, Xerox. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I, I was I, you were getting ahead of me here. Sorry. Um, this um, we sure have mind space. Here we yeah, do. Yeah. This uh, <laughs> this movie never feels to me like it lacks its own flair and visual identity, and the and the decisions that Edgar Wright makes to you know put his own st- stamp on it mesh wonderfully with the story, and you're just left with um, biases aside for me. Uh, just. Yeah, it's an outstanding gonna... product. I'm I'm really throwing around a lot of positive words here. Um, I <laughs> like this, but uh, any any comments on that? I, uh, I think visual you hit it. Style? It's maybe not like an adaptation so much as a perfect match of oh, a, a director to a source to adapt to source material. Yeah, it's just um, some. It's one of those just yeah, like ideal situations when you're when you would be sitting around talking about a Scott Pilgrim movie. Uh, Edgar Wright would have been a good fantasy yeah. name, and then it actually happened. I was going to say that synergy translated into the box office. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. later. Um, talk about Babam. Am I right? <laughs> uh, Alex, you uh, are you in agreement with us? Were you a fan? Yeah, of yeah, it's great movie. Because I know great that movie. yeah, for you, um, visual style and coherency of images is very important. <laughs> I don't know why. Because those things seem completely unnecessary. They're at least not yeah, present in what most of what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's clearly not, yeah, it's not necessary at all. Love and right. coherence are very rare on this show. So um, they must be applauded and commended when they do show up. Or are just freaks 
that shouldn't be tolerated or accepted within the uh, subgenre well, of comic book movies. What's what's most significant to me about watching this movie is just um the the uh, I guess the the easiest way to say it is attention to detail. Um this is a Toronto story and if you even have like a cursory knowledge of what anything <laughs> is like in like English Canada uh, you will be rewarded like very, very well here. And because the, the locations and the just like the little fucking details about Toronto life and all the Canadian shit is so unexpectedly spot on. Yeah. Spot on and it's stuff that could have been steamrolled over when transferring it to. Yeah. Like the coins being the right currency yeah, like, alone is something that like not a lot of directors would have given a shit yeah, about. It's it's yeah. bonkers how and this isn't even coming from a Canadian director. This is coming from an English director who's working in Canada. So yeah. the the the, the efforts he goes to to preserve that the the comic's extremely strong sense like sense of pride in its location is. Like I, I, I rarely see something that's yeah. so proud of being set in a place that is often literally um, fu- just designed to function as a cheap substitute for, for New York any, City or any, any U.S. Other, city. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I come from a of a Canadian movie background uh, more than most people do. So <laughs> this is um, this is a crazy like like anomaly in the in the scope of movie history to see something this that makes canadianness into something that is like hip and cool the joke for most canadianness is that it is like bland and yeah. forgettable and they managed to like actually find what that character is but, which is really yeah. hard even for a canadian to define wonderfully enough though like they also don't skimp out on making fun of canada which is good and it's obviously also pretty canadian be, yeah I mean, it should be the butt of jokes because it is like let's face it but like <laughs> not saying the country is a joke it's Those just something that comes out when you're telling people that you're from Canada, you will get a lot of laughs. Yeah, it is. It's an easy punchline. Um, like, in, I mean, but this is, yeah, this is the adaptation. Like you couldn't ask for a better adaptation of this. And let's go, let's go back to something you were saying earlier. Um, cause I wanted to open the discussion about, um, ostensibly in theory, Zack Snyder does exactly what Edgar Wright is doing here like his movies isolate panels um they it's a, take like it's a storyboard like yeah like like he yeah he famously says that he uses the comics as storyboards and like watchmen and scott pilgrim came out very like within a year of each other um and or like a year and a half or something like i think Watchmen was in march and this was in august of the next year but like i think that in theory they're very similar like they're straight adaptations of of popular comic books where like a, a, an insane effort was made to make it look and feel just like the source material but like why does this let's just like we won't even say about batman v superman and man of steel but like watchmen which we've all seen so why is this so much more effective it's I mean, we sort of hit it up, like, it's the idea of he only uses it as a storyboard. So the equivalent is 
Zack Snyder is capable of creating like a living, like the living portrait version <laughs> of an adaptation, and Edgar Wright knows how to make it a movie. Because all you're getting from the storyboard is just those visuals, yeah, like a, a color temperature and just like a blocking for a scene. But that doesn't give you editing. That doesn't give you sound. That doesn't yeah. give you pacing and motion in a film. And I think Edgar Wright understands that a lot. Or at least is able to put his own stamp on those elements of a movie that Snyder doesn't. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Alex, what about, yeah. uh, like, do you, or, or would you say that Watchmen works, or do you just, like, like, I've, I'm, that's one of the ones I really want us to get to, just so that we can, like, talk about it, but this I, versus it's Watchmen. It's been too long since I've seen Watchmen, so I, I really couldn't accurately say. Triple feature, guys. Comparison. <laughs> see you at dawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Um... But in general with Zack Snyder, I feel like he, um, you know, it is a focus on the storyboard, the the visual aspects of that comic book. And they're both visual mediums, so, I, you know, I see where that comes from. But I think what, you know, set Edgar Wright here apart was um, capturing, like, the tone and the spirit of the story as well. You know what I mean? Like, actually knowing why the story worked and was, you know, beloved. Yeah, yeah, what right? people like, I, like I, about characters, something that... Yes, I know how that those characters click, like, work together. I know, you know that we didn't mean? want to use the BVS word, but something that is <laughs> definitely not the case in that movie. Yeah, well, it's... it's I What Alex said is, is interesting because it's something that's hard to define as concrete evidence, but, like, I could yes. not agree more with. But, like like, you need to imbue the story with a pulse because otherwise it is like you said, Andrew, like a series of tableaus um, that you're, you're animating. It's like, it's more like watching one of those motion comics, which are it's like a grand theft auto loading screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, like, like, like watching a motion comic and watching a Zack Snyder movie is often unsettling because it's, it's just like, it feels inorganic. It doesn't feel like like the pieces are moving. Like when that when they start to move, it feels mechanical. Um, here, it was like like you couldn't ask for a smoother or more fluid move. Like you know, setup. Yeah, the characters move like people. The the fighting is often expanded from the comics, which is fine. Yeah. Um, though it also captures key visuals of it. Like like this should be the benchmark of how to adapt something for maybe a niche audience but uh that in itself might have led to a lot of this movie's hardships because um it found a niche audience on film it it's it now has a like a cult following like i've heard people say this is one of the best movies of the decade so far um (laughs) but uh it died really badly um it made back in total, according to like box office mojo, it made up like just over half of what it costs to make. And, um, you can't really, like, I can't really blame that on anything other than widespread audience apathy because, um, they, prom- like, I think I've heard people complain about the promotion, but there was a lot of it. There was a lot of it, but it was, mm-hmm. it was not, it was promoted in like like we always talk about how like Fight Club is yeah. sort of like the ideal example of like a movie that was promoted as like an entirely different genre of film. Was this that much different than it was? No. In the I remember it being it was really it was promoted as like a weird like 
well, it didn't really capture the tone in a lot of the trailers. A lot of it was just, it seemed like a Michael Sarah vehicle that they, that was a marketing decision that was made at the wrong time of that guy's career. Well, he's, he's net, he had in the years no right since, time in his yeah, career. in the years For since he has not shake, like shaken that image. No, but like this was, I think right at the tail end of, uh, Michael Sarah's overexposure. This is what I would call a post year one. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't like him so much. Um, I understand that he, his casting was important to actually get the movie made because you need a young star to headline it. Like I would have preferred an unknown Scott because that would have been fun, but um, uh, they needed somebody to anchor it. Um, and he's as good a choice as any. And he does a fine job. He does a fine job, but he, he does inject the character with a little bit too much Sarah-ness that is, um... The audiences of grading. 2010 were not, yeah, well, kind of... still, you see, he still doesn't, like, you see that fewer now. He's not a, he's not a headlining actor so much anymore. Mm. Like, he'll, he'll pop up in indie stuff, but he's not gonna... And Netflix headline, series, yeah, but he's yeah. not gonna headline a feature film as much anymore. yeah. But the point is, is that you have, like, there's a lot kind of going against this movie in terms of how it was marketed. But they still did enough to, like, appeal to Joe Gamer Douchebag. Like, I really think that they were, that they they sold the gaminess of the plot a lot. They made the tie-in video game and everything like that. Like, they wanted to get nerds to see this. Just not enough of them did. Yeah, I bet you a lot of people torrented this movie, though. Yeah, it's it has a <laughs> following, just not a financial one. Yeah. Um, I think it's done fine on demand and on video, um, but... And it's probably one of those movies that still can get a good audience at, like, an indie mo- like an independent movie theater screening. I, I saw this at midnight about two and a half years ago, uh, a few blocks up from here, and there was not a good audience. I know really? there has been <laughs> a good audience, but um, I was surprised because I got there really early and there was, like, it, w- it was maybe a third full of a very small theater. I think that That's if you see it in yeah. the right setting, then there'll be a good turnout. Um, this is post, and, like, if you're um, fitting this into Edgar Wright's career, like, he was hot at this point. Like, he's still hot. Like, people still love his shit and he's so constantly hot, right? working. This is, yeah, post Shaun so of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, post Hot Fuzz and everything like that. This is between uh, Cornetto installments. Um, so, um, I've, I've just, I've heard that he's bummed out with how this movie did and I can understand why because the amount of craft he, he and love everything, right? It, yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's just a bummer. Um, because, like, studios should be getting behind this. I mean, this is, like, the easiest fucking argument to make in the world. But, like, <laughs> you know, you should... In the age of constant rumors of massive executive interferences in Marvel and DC movies and how the boardroom controls when those films are made and by who... And how and what they're... Like, yeah. Yeah, the actual minutia of the story for that. Yeah, Like, um, giving out tons of money to somebody uh to make a very faithful adaptation of a very strange story is something that's a little bit less common now because the age of the superhero movie is has never been more mainstream and homogenized than it is well now. you can take solace in the fact that anybody who was involved like in green lighting and producing this 
lost their jobs over this. Well, month. they definitely didn't get their <laughs> like their three hundred thousand dollar July bonus. Yeah, they had to wait yeah. for Q three. Exactly. That. Like, I have you know whatever. <laughs> um, We're just jelly. That's it. This uh, I don't have a lot of beef with um, like I'm not going to like fanboy over it. Um, Obviously, you lose something when you're adapting a six part comic into a one hour, 50 minute movie. Certain characters sort of don't um, get make the cut. They don't make the cut and plot lines are dropped and everything like that. But relative to what we just saw in TMNT, uh, they sure are able to fit in a lot of coherent character development. Well, yeah, for the, several characters, the, the choices of what they <laughs> cut were things you could agree or disagree on, but you could at, at least acknowledge that they were thoughtful. Yeah. The, as well, opposed to arbitrary, which is <laughs> what is most of what we see in yeah. this show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's truly just like an atypical experience, um, to watch something like this. Uh, for many of the reasons that we've already laid out. Um, in terms of um, Michael Sarah, I sort of crapped on him, but like Alex, were you okay with him in this? Like did when, no. when he was announced as Scott, were you like, were you disappointed? No, it's a good fit. Although he, yeah, he was a little too like soft yeah. or, and or whiny at times. Dweeby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, it's like he, no, it, like it is a good fit, and I was excited when I heard it. At least in my opinion, it's a good fit. I guess that's yeah. totally subjective. But um, overall, like the, the acting in general is fine in this movie. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Any performances um, that stand out to you? Uh, I know you guys had a favorite. I like Jason Schwartzman in this movie a lot. Like, right? He's pretty funny. Yeah, he's... Uh, oh, but you love... Andrew, you loved uh, Chris Evans. I thought Chris Evans yeah. was fantastic in this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he is in every movie that we watch. Yes. Yeah. We can't escape <laughs> him. Like, I can't wait to see him in Suicide Squad. So maybe I don't MVP. like him and it's just Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> at this point. Uh, I've just seen too many movies with him in it. Yeah. Uh, I can't no. wait to see him next week. Yes. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's will be fun when this, like, comes out on iTunes in a couple months. But, Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but like the, the casting was pretty solid across the board here. Well, I mean, you look at that cast and you've got future Academy Award winners, nominees and like, yeah, like people who have their own like starring vehicles in other franchises or in like bit parts. Right. I mean, we've uh, we've seen all of Brandon Routh that we're probably going to see in the elementary. Oh, I wonder if he shows up in something else. Uh, I could, I feel like he might. I mean, unless we extend this to, like, episodes of the Gilmore Girls. Is he in that? Not, he's in one episode. Of course. You, so he's, Wait, is I he mean, game for the revival or what? No, he's not. He's, like, a minor character. His character gets one eaten episode. alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Lorelai's cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird season three plot. The episode where she gets a taste for human blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah and just cannot quench him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't he, um, is he, is he Cyclops? No. Like, the Whoa, one? that's James no? Marsden. Damn, James dude. James Marsden, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're mixing up your bland white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. Isn't that the guy from Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> Mr. Marston? Uh, Marston, not Marsden. Yeah. yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke. Oh. No, you're thinking of James Marsters. <laughs> Spike? Uh, Future NMP Dragon Ball Evolution Star. Are we watching the uh, Zed? 
Z edition? It's no, it's oh, is there a is Z there edition? A There's like a Z. Yeah, sp- yeah. It's, I think it's just the DVD release or like the home video release is called the Z edition, right? I think you mean Z. Like Especially in if this it's episode. Scott Pilgrim, gonna, yeah, you got to yeah. be Canadian. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do that, um, Alex. What is the uh, what's the head of state of Canada? Like, not the head of state. Who is the leader of the Canadian government? What is the title? Not even the person. Who? What is the you know leader of the country called? The Prime Minister. Yeah. Technically, that's not the head of state. I, that's why I corrected sure. it. It said not head of state. Queen. I said leader of the country. Oh, okay. Just going to get Prime yeah, Minister giving some it. credit. Uh, here's a fun Canada story about Alex. Um, like, eight years ago, um, I, we were talking about Canada at one point, and I just decided that First Alex probably— First of all, I've been—before you even say this, I've been to Canada, so I'm automatically a friend of the country. Yeah. Just letting you know. Um, so, so go on. So go so, on. so yeah, I, I, we were talking and I was mentioning something about Canadian politics for some reason. And uh, you were just clearly didn't give a fuck, even though it's a really compelling uh, topic. And I was like, hey, Alex, do you know anything about Kenya? You're like, no, not really. I'm like, do you know what, you know, the leader of the country is called? And um, your your response, um, which I will never forget, is no. And I, that doesn't matter to me because why will I ever need to know this information? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That so sounds about right. That's what calls that's what you could call like aggressive ambivalence. Uh, it's also an yeah. acceptable answer in Canadian civics class. That is true. <laughs> yeah. You can opt out. You just be like, yeah. eh, why? Um and why the Prime we Minister gonna, We're never gonna need to know this. <laughs> the it's Prime like, Minister like is math, right? some hawk. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's like math. <laughs> I the Prime Minister is Justin Trudeau. Correct. Whoa! Well done. That's fucking. I feel compelled to give you a re-roll. <laughs> no, you only. I'm not. We're not giving him that. You only know him because he's a handsome fella. And he's constantly yeah, he's like on, posing for firemen's calendars lot. instead of uh, <laughs> no. governing our nation. Yeah, no, I, I hear he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah. This is where our podcast yeah. becomes a secret, like, conservative yeah. advocacy this, this group. This is when um, we have a call coming in from, like, Joe Clark or something. Yeah. And he's. <laughs> <laughs> I love what Waving you young conservatives are doing yeah. on uh, on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. This guy's way better than Harper. Yeah. Oh, look at that! It's like I used to. I Joe Clark used to read I some good it. Archie comics back in the day. Did and he? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great because they're doing that new Archie show. Did he? Killing the bit. You fuck. <laughs> Their dad didn't stay in the car reading Archie comics. Lazy Riverdale punks think they're better than me. (laughs) I wish there was an Archie movie. There's an Archie made-for-TV movie. Does that count? Uh, But you have, like, Betty and Veronica played by the same actress, though? Oh, it's like David Lynch or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) David Lynch's Archie. All right, I think we're getting too sidetracked for, like, a movie that's actually I gave you that idea. (laughs) Straight to Riverdale. (laughs) Our new podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Riverdance. There we go. <laughs> we're the uh, we're the David Lynch's Archie Universe podcast. Truthers. Yeah, where Moose is played by a um, dude who only speaks backwards. <laughs> 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 There's constant flickering lights and ominous music. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, back to Scott yeah, Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, here's one complaint that I have about this movie that um, I'm not the first person to bring up because our buddy mentioned this. Um, Sex Babom, which should be a shitty like garage band piece of crap, is outstandingly listenable. Yeah. Um, you'd pay you pay a twenty dollar yeah, cover to see them for sure. Yeah, like they Beck, man, that's Beck. That's Beck. Oh yeah, it is Beck. Um, yeah, Beck wrote everything. He's probably I don't know if he's playing. Like I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. They're just like they're extremely tolerable, and um, it lessens the impact of a lot um, of jokes <laughs> yeah. and lines early on about them sucking. They're fantastic. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Knives Child's whole thing. Like, it doesn't yeah. make as much sense if they're actually good. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, it's a little over the top there, Knives, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, digging but, this. But yeah. yeah, you caught on. You were one of the first fans of, like, a very up-and-coming indie group. Yeah. Congratulations. On having, like, yeah, respectable taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> um, the seventh book wasn't actually out when this movie uh Launched. I think that's correct. I think all of them were out. Like, like the sixth book was just coming yeah. out. Yeah. I don't so, think we knew much about the Katanyagi twins. Katanyagi. Katanyagi. No, the Katanyagi, Katanyagi twins are yep, in the fifth That's book. what I thought. Yeah. Wait, what? They're in the fifth Oh, yeah, because it's only six books. Yeah. Six books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... The, the six was definitely not for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember them saying that the ending for the comic was going to be different. And it, uh, in some ways, it's similar. But, it, yeah, they, they carved their own ending out. Um, gives you something to look forward to for Game of Thrones, Andrew. When, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I really do think that I, it's rare to see such smart choices in terms of what material is worth preserving like i'm glad the envy adams stuff made it in like they could have uh reduced that a lot um normally uh, I'm, it would have been a waste though to not use academy award winner <laughs> brie larson exactly. as much as you can yeah i mean they could have it's important Alex. like it's you have to introduce you know the third evil x but um they like no let, i just mean also like a character development oh yeah 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 this movie also doesn't like let's I mean, it's a good adaptation in that also it doesn't waste time. Yeah, and I'm like, there's an almost outspoken, no chaff in this movie. Yeah, I'm an outspoken enemy of the two-hour comedy, which this is. Um, but this gets a pass. <laughs> this is no spy. This is no spy or the heat yeah. or something like that. Or like, you know, really, you get tired with most movies after about 70 minutes. Um, <laughs> so at least I do. Or, or 40 in the case of the previous movie. Well, thankfully, it was short. Um, but this movie maintains a fun, energetic pace yeah. for two hours. So th- basically, this is a series of no small feats. Um, and it all paid off in the end. And there's a direct correlation to most of the movies on my top list, but not all of them, um, being things that were just... Um, fun start to finish. Not so much fun start to finish, but... Um, allowed to do their own thing completely and then didn't find an audience. So that seems to be, um, I mean, the, the, the dark Knight is an obvious exception. Um, it found its niche audience of like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. But the key, this is our 70th movie, by the way. Wow. Um, and the, the, the pattern seems to be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. For us. Woo. Um, this is the this is no uh, profound revelation, but the key to making a functional comic book movie is um, the ability to 
either negotiate or force your own like like vision of a character or a but you have to operate within like a studio system like like it like we we've seen some stuff that's been a little bit more outside of that and it and there's obviously some great merit and great stuff that occurs outside of it but this is like an incredibly mainstream subgenre and when i'm just looking at all of these best movies um you have to have the support like the financial support from a studio but someone or some group of people need to be just hands off enough to let you shine through a little bit and i'm i'd argue that the same skills of navigating that also apply to navigating the rules and boundaries of the franchise that you're taking on right um we don't have access to all the ins and outs and all the, you know, executive tampering for each one of these movies. And it's better that we don't, but, um, you can't be completely independent of, of, you know, so-called interference. You're working with an established property more often than not. So you, you, you can please as many people as possible by being honest about your own in like, perspective on the material and also you know present something that's coherent i mean that's that's a good way to to have something that has some integrity but at the same time if it comes to like a you know pleasing the most people as possible honestly that's something more akin to like the 90s batman movies (laughs) where you're just doing everything you can to sell toys and like tap into like what a 40 year old's notion of like pop culture is. Yeah. This is, this is a different type of pleasing people. And that's why so many of the movies I'm looking at didn't actually succeed is because, um, the vision maybe didn't lend itself to enough actual like spread of the brand. I mean, it's probably something that it's just like most at like an adaptation. That's not trying to sort of push, its original work forward. Like it just found the exact same audience that the original work had. Yeah. <laughs> and you used the word integrity before, but like, I wouldn't use that for most of the movies that we watch. Like, like 90, possibly 95%. Probably don't 60 plus movies that out of 70 have little to no integrity. Like they're, it is like commercial pulp with some minor flourishes designed to fool people into thinking that they're more clever or innovative than they actually are. Yeah, and the ones that are closer to having that, I'm thinking, like, are either ones that have a high enough budget that they can afford to do that, or are so recent that the subgenre is proven ground for making something that has, you know, mystical Asgardians and, like, superheroes you know, being, you know, central parts of the plot and not having to insert a bunch of other shit yeah. to make money. Um, just knowing what you want to do, like having a vision of a finished product that touches on X, Y, and Z. Like those are like, it, this is all stuff. Yeah. This is all stuff that, that like the further you go down on your own lists, the more you will see that just, vanishing gradually before you (laughs) as the weight of its obligations or, you know, like marketing concerns 
cause it to I don't know if it's a it's gradual like knees to buckle. It's not a gradual vanishing. <laughs> like it's you get it's like absolute zero. Like it's something that you get really, really close to yeah. early on in our list, but like it's just like <laughs> asymptotic. Like you're just getting slightly and marginally closer the further you go down that list. Yeah. With some jumps. Um and we're seeing um it's like also- you get to thirty on like my list. Oh yeah. And, and like it's, you're it's already hell. you're pretty yeah. much at zero. Yeah, for me too. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, we we have a summer full of uh comic book movies. And by that I mean we have three. Yeah, yeah we have three huge major comic book ten movies. Ten movies. Yeah. So we will be seeing like some of them will succeed because they'll be able to get something through, like get their own shit ahead or are the you know third yeah. installment in a blockbuster series yeah yeah uh that's that that's in two out of the three movies actually yep yeah um or are part of multi-billion dollar plans yeah. for movie studios so they're almost <laughs> that's assured what I would call to be support would refer to all three yes yeah yeah that's fair um so you know it's 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 a different world and and um definitely a different landscape for the superhero movie and the comic book movie now versus 2010 which is crazy um because you know we're talking phase one marvel versus like that chart that alex sent us of all the movies coming in the next several years where their infographic is matching our mcu right yeah syllabus like yeah yeah, yeah, like course sequence yeah so um and it's fun because it keeps morting around, right? Like, they keep on canceling shit, so yeah. those are never relevant for more than a couple months. I but. found one. I was looking for it uh, yesterday or two days ago, and I realized that the one I was looking at was out of date by, like, a couple months. Because it still had, like, six Spider-Man movies Yeah, and it didn't it, have um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which now has, like, a... It's, like, being fucking fast-tracked. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. so weird that that stuff is, like, publicly announced information when, like, usually that would just be something that would be on, like, an earnings call. Right. Well, them laying out their fiscal roadmap for the next like three fist three years. There's still um, there's still a couple of surprises because there's still a bunch of um, adaptations of of comics like this that are you know don't count or not don't count but aren't covered the same way hype wise as the superhero film. I don't think anything can be covered the same way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. point but anyways um so we're gonna see as we as we watch stuff more along the same lines as this um we can start to see you know how the landscape has changed or if you know eventually i don't even know if it's on the normal tron or if it was vetoed for being too depressing but 10 years before this or so we could have seen like ghost world and stuff which is another mm-hmm. adaptation of of an offbeat indie story and yeah, yeah, I think I might have nixed that initially because I didn't want to feel even worse than I normally do. Oh, for <laughs> suggesting movies that shouldn't be on the Normotron it, list? It, it is. You, it's yeah. a comic book. It should be on the list. Yeah. It's Fritz the Cat all over I again. I fucking wish. Yeah. Dude, if we would have watched Fritz the Cat, we would have had so much to talk about for months. You would have been like, remember when that cat fucked that... Well, I don't know. <laughs> Me and Andrew would have had a lot yeah, to talk about, about. Mostly about remember our friend Jordan and how we don't how we lost his anymore? fucking yes. mind. Remember the public flasher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that pervert. Yeah. Uh, no, I told you adult to mention him. Film me. connoisseur. Oh god. 
point is, uh, <laughs> I feel like Scott Pilgrim is the the end of an era for comic book so? movies in that you had like a gold rush in the 2000s where everyone was getting like sweetheart deals to produce adaptations of any popular graphic novel and you have a lot of um there's a lot of shit that you you have a lot of evidence for that claim so you're yeah. not wrong so it's yeah. it's this movie was one that was sort of like you could say was the zenith of those sorts of like minor projects that just its failure kind of symbolized the end of not like you couldn't work on a comic like book project comics. yeah an independent comic getting a theatrical released like su- like theatrically released support from a movie studio there's some exceptions to that but um most of that stuff is like goes direct to video these days yeah like um there's still like it still happens um it, it yeah it doesn't tend to get those this sort of as wide of a release as this did um but yeah you you talk about the 2000s and like if you were an Alan Moore fan, you had a lot of things to be disappointed with yeah. over that decade. Or like <laughs> um, you know, Frank Miller stuff. Uh there's yeah, there's a whole bunch of of adaptations of some of the, you know, riskier Yeah, well shit. it was it was everybody like trying to get their own comic book adaptation off the yeah. ground because that was sort of the moment where it was starting to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um and I guess what this movie shows is is that yeah, if if, if this movie were to be made now, uh, it would launch under significantly less auspicious circumstances, and it would have a it, much smaller budget. It would be a Netflix six episode series. You think so? Yeah, I think it would be a movie, but maybe like an Amazon Studios movie. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like I I feel like. I feel like they wouldn't adapt it into a movie. I think that at this point we're looking at today. I mean, we, this might be like a wider discussion, but the, I like people are realizing that an episodic medium is the better form for adapting a comic. Well, we're you and I and Alex sometimes are realizing that a lot of people um, <laughs> are slower to, and a lot of the episode, like if you, if you, you're saying that mostly, well, you do watch or you watch some of that DC and like, like, weekly shit but like i'm honestly more thinking of the marvel Netflix yeah obviously series. but yeah. like like it's not across the board like no. those things are 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 i mean they're extremely popular for a reason but you know it's not exactly for me something that i'm going to ever watch under any circumstances but it makes a lot of money and doesn't cost and there's a the, cent. there's a new yeah. spinoff every year apparently like it's yeah. like a they're, they're like fucking dividing yeah um yeah, the idea that they're allowing that sort of like both a television and a movie cinematic universe to exist on DC's side it's should confusing. tell you <laughs> how much money that TV side makes. There's no one at the helm. That's a, it could also tell you that there's no now, there's central. Like a, there's a production company in Vancouver that has like some ideas. No, I'm but sure. I mean, in terms of connecting those universes, there's no plan for coherent that. Yeah. plan that rewards fans like the Marvel stuff does. What do you think's goofier? Two Quicksilvers or two Flashes? They both have the same power. So this is a That's a good question. Um, 
I'd say it's obviously the flashes. Two flashes for sure, because that, there's no excuse for that. Because they're all no they're both like tonally so different, and it's and, and it's not like they're not like wrangled in ridiculous two decade old legal battles that prevent yeah. them from appearing. They in are each other's un- shit. under one roof. Yeah. it's just somebody didn't it's get like it. a conscious choice. It's like yeah. so, somebody at DC missed like the production order for a flash TV series and like yeah. didn't check the database before they were like, all right, let's push this fast track, this flash movie. It's the equivalent <laughs> of like Superman and Batman not being in the same movie as like the two Supermans, like the time Superman split into two Superman yeah. where Brandon Routh fought. Henry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want with these characters and you could make it coherent. Like you could link these universes together or, or even, do the Marvel thing of like little nods. Like that's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> like reward us for watching all of your hours of shit. Don't make us like have to learn 50 yeah, different continuities. Give us like little bits of the food pellet. Yeah, exactly. Like, one at a time. <laughs> like I wish I don't eat that shit up. Like I wish that this Marvel stuff wasn't the way it was. I wish that we this, all these characters could exist together and, like, the law wasn't preventing Wolverine from being on screen with Spider-Man. Like, the fucking, like, Wolverine walks on in Infinity War and, like, just, like, a fucking swarm of lawyers, like, with just like, what, what, what? affidavits, like, <laughs> fucking flailing them in the air, being like, no, 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 mutant hours, no, no, I'll see, no, I'll see you in court. No, I'll see you in court. <laughs> Why they would put him in the costume before figuring this out, I don't know. What does that you to do with You as an audience Scott member somehow are yeah. like getting sued. Well, they shouldn't be airing these movies live either. Yeah. This is the live like, television production. It's like fail safe. Yeah. The God. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Um... Any, anything else to say about uh, Scott Pilgrim before we move on to the games, Pilgrim? Uh, this is a good movie that if you haven't seen it, you should. I'd be hard-pressed to think of anybody that I would not recommend this to. Likewise. Unless people who yeah. don't like fun or, like, really hate Michael Sarah. Yeah. Um, or people who like Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Yeah, yeah, Superman. Yeah, because there's no V. It's, it's yeah. You wanted to call this episode Scott Pilgrim v the World, and I was a hundred percent in favor of it. Yeah. but Alex <laughs> said no. We have to be accurate. Yeah, we have to not confuse people. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Any last comments on this motion picture? Um, good movie. I think it's Edgar Wright's best. It's not, but um, it's really good. Do you have a favorite Edgar Wright movie? Um, You know, you showed me Hot Fuzz. I think that is it. I think it's really good. It's quite funny. Do you have a favorite Edgar Wright movie, Andrew? Uh, It's either um, Hot Fuzz or The World's End. The World's End is really good. It's underrated. Uh, Hot Fuzz is is it. it, That's it for me. Like, Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies. I think it's funnier every single time I watch it. And I dread the day when it's taken off of Netflix. (laughs) <laughs> well, I check every month to see what's going to be taken off, and I'm always relieved that it's not that. Because I probably put it on, like, once a week, honestly. Re- yeah. What? Amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah, just have it on in the background and shit. Cool. Um, All right. Uh, Andrew. Yes. Uh, let's say we're going to a battle uh, of the bands. All right. 
Uh, we want to listen to some music on the way there to uh, get ourselves pumped up. Some music on the way there. <laughs> Alex seems to be vomiting. Uh, so, uh, well, I'll get uh, to the awards after the plugging segment. Yes. If that's what you're trying to tell me, Coffee McGee. <laughs> well, I'll take that noise. Go as, on. Anyways, go on, um, Andrew. Yes. I uh, I want to listen to some music in the car, but I don't. I can't actually. My radio is broken, and my uh, iPhone will only play podcasts. <laughs> well, uh, there's some lovely NPR music podcasts. That oh no, I've already listened to those. Uh, okay, well, since you've already made it through that, uh, I guess uh, you know what 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 instrument is better than the spoken word. <laughs> None instrument. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you could uh, go on that one functioning podcast app, okay. scroll right past those music sections, <laughs> and go straight to talk. Uh, and Why search- would we search by section? Just uh, give us the name. <laughs> we'll get to the name later. <laughs> You if, you if you go by if you sort by popularity, you would have to go through and go tens way thousands, yeah. so probably a hundred thousand shows. Yep, it's you're out. Show. Okay, <laughs> normal movies for normal people. iTunes, normalmovies.com. Uh, leave us a review. It it helps, helps. us move us up the queue. Yes, yeah, so we'll only be number seventy five thousand <laughs> out of seventy eight thousand. It's a big jump. Yeah. Um. Now let's get to the awards. It's <laughs> Mr. Fucking throat clearer. Uh, do you have a most oral moment, Alex? Of course not. Excellent. How about <laughs> you, Andrew? Uh, I am a big fan of just them using a second cup. That's barely a <laughs> That's fucking barely a moment. moment. Um, Alex, you now it's back to you. Have you thought of a most normal <laughs> moment yet? Um, I. I mean, it's hard to it, it's it's one of those movies where the jokes land, so it's hard to come up with like yes. a weird moment that doesn't work so well. Like I don't know what's an example of a normal moment oh, in I can, this movie, Jordan. I, I'll give you my normal yeah. moment. It's um when when Jason Schwartzman is going to confront Scott, he does this little hop that's really weird. It's a minor. Pounce. It's a minor pounce, <laughs> minor which is pounce, also my okay. favorite constellation. <laughs> Did it, does it ever align? All, All the, the time, time. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, you have five seconds for a normal moment? Yeah, before, no. For, hey, you gave yours already. It's not <laughs> about cup? you. Yeah, that's not a moment. It's oh. a thing in the movie. I'll take Chris that Evans pressing just... five five five. Okay, five. Oh, that's a really I like good it. One. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to pick a moment I sincerely like? Sure. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite jokes is when. Uh, they repeat like the Scott wakes up in the bed and everyone else in the bed wakes up, but there's like an extra guy there. Yeah, uh, that's a really, really like because um, I always expect Wallace to get up second, right? Like, like that's the the, the layout yeah. of the joke, right? Because the wrong guy gets up first, and you're like, haha. Like the the boyfriend's there too, uh, like but he got up first this time, and then the second boyfriend gets up, and it's like I guess they like all reconciled their differences yep. together. Uh, it's just a good joke. That's my moment. That's all you get out of me. Rule of threes. Yeah. I have, everything lands. Yeah, everything, everything lands, lands here. Yeah. I have no idea who the um, golden pound should go to. Like, zero clue. Um, um, I, oh, sorry. I have a nominee for sure. Okay. It's definitely Como. I, I thought you'd say yeah. that. That, that was my it. assumption. Yeah. Okay. Which which one? The one at the house party or at the chaos theater? House party. House party? Or the second time at the chaos house theater. House party because it, and the scene, you have to grab the scene where it says his name. 
Yeah, knows okay, everyone. Yeah. Good yeah. Okay. Good job. Thanks. Congratulations. That was an easy win. Yep. He knows everyone. Catch um, him on beep. For a, for a uh, reroll and to go first mm-hmm. on the game, what yeah. is the name of the video game that Scott and Knives play? Oh, God. Um, that game is obviously like Dance Duel. Odd. Andrew's um, guess is Dance Duel. What is your guess, dance Alex? Dance Duel. Mine is uh, Ninja Run. Alex definitely gets do. the win, but not the reroll because it's Ninja Ninja Revolution. Damn it! Oh, that's really uh, funny. That's yeah. a pretty obvious one. Like, of course. What else would you call it? So, um, nothing concludes our delightful and warm talk of this movie more than um, a reminder of its soberingly poor box office performance. So, uh, Alex, do you want to go first or second? First. Alex, you're going to go first. I'm going to give you five movies, and you are going to tell me, did Scott Pilgrim make more or less money in its opening weekend than these five other August releases? Oh, God. So if okay, Scott, if Scott Pilgrim, really bad at this, if no Scott Pilgrim what, made so. more money, um, mm-hmm. say that it made more, and if it if it made less, yeah, you you know, I wouldn't have figured that one. I'll bet one dollar, Jordan. <laughs> it's not a bidding war. Oh, okay. <laughs> you ready, Alex? <laughs> yes. In alphabetical order, uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Uh, to pump, to pump, pump, pump. Scott Pilgrim made less. It made more than uh, ah, in man, its opening I weekend. It trick. Shit. Okay. Um. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Less. It made less. Um. The Master of Disguise. It made more. It made less than ah. the Master of Disguise. Um. NMMP favorite mystery men. It made more. It made more. And finally, Rat Race. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, um, mm-hmm, um, uh, more? No, it made less than Rat Race. Ah, okay. So two out of five. That's some Andrew-tier performance. Yeah. Okay, you ready, Andrew? Take two yes. in one night. This is my gift to you, Andrew. Um, Mr. Bean's Holiday. Did this make more or less than that? But you made less. Those Europeans love the Mr. Bean. <laughs> this is like U.S. domestic. Oh, U.S. Office. domestic? Yeah. Oh, uh scott pilgrim made more scott pilgrim did make more all right um next up we obviously have uh snakes on a plane oh that was a i mean that was one of the most fun movie going experiences i've ever had but i'm pretty sure scott pilgrim made more it made less than snakes on a plane really and it's opening weekend um underdog future nmmp classic (laughs) Scott Pilgrim made more. It made less. Wow. So okay. you have to get these two just to tie. Otherwise, Alex wins. I got what? one. No, no, oh, you got, got one. You got one. I get one of these to three. Yeah, Jesus dingus. Christ. Every time. Fuck off. You make the games. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> you just need to count. You do a great job making the games. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. But you suck good. at counting. Um, <laughs> other Edgar Wright movie, The World's End. Uh, Scott Pilgrim made less. It made more. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Um, wow, that was a trick question. World's End probably did not get as wide of a release as Scott Pilgrim did. Damn. Um, finally, Yu-Gi-Oh! The movie. Did Scott Pilgrim <laughs> make more or less? Scott Pilgrim made 
less. It made more. Alex it wins with a reverse trick. terrifying two out of five. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Andrew, I give you a gift, and this is why you repay me? Yeah. <laughs> you throw it back in my face? I, can't, I just can't handle the pressure. Um, are, we, uh, are we rolling the Normatron? Because we are seeing, Andrew, you and I are seeing Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, uh, two. <laughs> well, we can, uh, we can. Winter's Rising. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that is going to be our next movie, so we don't need to roll. So you won nothing, Acosta. <laughs> no, you know what? Let's roll it. Let's roll it? Yeah. For the movie after Civil War? Yeah. Or? So you got to remember to not roll it for Civil War. Okay, well, or I reserve the right, if it's a terrible movie, to make another game. Okay, that's usually how these go. Uh, it's a pretty good choice. Okay, what do we got? Uh, beep, boop, beep. Oh, wait, fuck it. No, well, rewind, we rerun, rerun. Yeah, we haven't done. We have to make sandwiches. sandwiches. Andrew, since you failed, you got to go first. Uh, all right. I Jesus. am going to put yeah, this I'm out of control really here. fucking high on my list. Where, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to put this at uh, number 10. Oh, okay. Um, so it's right below Iron Man and above Birdman. Of course. My favorite comic book movie. Scott Alex. Pilgrim, right over Birdman. Actually, no, you know Wait, what? Why I'll, me? I'll do it. I'll You're do it. Order. Guess You're what? Guess what? I'm going to put this probably crazy fucking high. Oh, no. Um, This is probably going to go number three. What? Yeah. Let's give us the sandwich. Uh, Dread on top, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, then Unbreakable. Oh, man. You're so wrong, but you're pretty wrong. (laughs) Uh, Alex, what about you? Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, and such. Uh, I was actually going to put it pretty low (gasps) because my top ten is packed pretty solid. Um, I'm going to put it at number 12. (laughs) I was hoping your pretty low would be like 56. (laughs) Watch if out. it was 56, um, uh, Blade Trinity would be on top and Push would be on the bottom. For yeah, that Alex. sounds about right. If mine, yeah, if mine, wait, what? That's exactly what would happen with me, Jordan. I, I was reading yours. Oh, oh, I thought you were reading yours. I was like, it's what? not all about me, Alex. See, because we all can see your list, Acosta. <laughs> yeah. Dingus. So, Anyways, that puts it, uh, the sandwich is Kick-Ass. Wait, no, it's not. It's Deadpool, <laughs> then Scott Pilgrim, then Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass yeah. is on bottom. I was building the sandwich wrong. All right. All right. So uh, what are your choices? All right, Acosta, you have two pretty good choices right here. <laughs> are, are these really pretty good or terrible? Yeah, we'll find them. We'll find out do it. I can't wait. Uh, dub, so you, do you want to watch Kingsman, The Secret Service, Ooh. or Flash Gordon? Flash. <laughs> oh. Savior of the US. Da-na, yeah, no, let's, let's line up the Kingsmen after the Civil War, and by after Civil War, I mean like several weeks after. Ne- never, because we're probably going to roll again. Probably at Civil War. You fucks. Uh, Kingsmen is fucks. long. I do like it, but it's long. Yeah, it is long. It's a two. It's like two ten. Yeah, it's, it's a like it's that. a beefy ass movie about like raising and killing dogs. <laughs> or I mean, is yeah, it? I think so. What um, movie is it? <laughs> Um, hopefully we're back Thursday night with, um, with, uh, the Invincible Iron Man. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> A weird screening of an animated movie. Yeah. Uh, this will depend on one of us, uh, getting his shit together <laughs> for once in his fucking life. I'm, 
but I will do my best. The day I yeah. graduate, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Come over here and say that to my face. I'm on my way. Skip your commencement. They'll mail you your exactly. fucking degree. Don't worry. Where's Alex? He's watching some fucking movie. Yeah. Something about a panther fighting a falcon. Yeah, and your mom just takes a picture of the stage where nobody's there. Yeah. Like, there's just, they still call your name out, and someone's she handing just, a diploma. She has to list one yeah. of the names before and after the blank spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, Aaron Arnvark. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. Aaron Arnvark and, like, like Rebecca Acosta Johnson. Yes. Yeah. That hyphen. Yeah, really exactly. That really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only no, joking it's, it's about not it. Any more disappointing than the rest of my life. So, <laughs> so hopefully we'll be back on Thursday. No guarantees. If not, then it'll be a while, which sucks. And it's all everyone else's fault, but mine. Thank you for listening. Uh, signing off for myself, Jordan, for Hannah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For Hannah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cowabunga. <laughs> Stay whatever. <laughs> <laughs>